Good evening, ladies, gentlemen, and our friends between and beyond, and welcome to another episode of The Hook Cooks. I am Mitch, your happy-go-lucky monster chef, and tonight in the kitchen of creativity, I am revealing a trade secret. Our $99 a kilo extra juicy steaks, just the same as our regular steaks, but they come exclusively from cattle that have grown up wearing sweatpants with juicy printed in all caps on the butt. You can really taste the difference, though. I think it's worth it, and... I got a question for all of you, and maybe for the ages. Where do these cows wear their sweatpants? Is it all four legs, you reckon, or just the back two? Well, my name is Dishbot. Tonight I will be playing the role of Jack, but before I do that, I will answer that question. It's got to be the back two. Got to be the back two. Back two, all right, right. Yeah. Um, Okay. That's the way pants are made. For cows. (laughs) For (laughs) (laughs) the... It's the backstory for all cordata, my dude. All pants that all have been made. Cordata. Anything with a spine, it's the back two legs. Yeah. Big time. I am your larder critter, Connor. Uh, I've been white water rafting. Um, next is yellow, then orange, then blue, green, red, brown, and finally black water rafting. Uh, don't worry, though. I promise to only use it in self-defense. It's time to roll up our sleeves for another shift here in Hook Cook Kitchen. I, I don't think I've always thought this. I don't think it's fair that you get to just roll into the next bit <laughs> and not have anyone question the things that you say. It's time, you know what I mean? It's time to roll up our sleeves for another shift here in the Hook Cook Kitchen. <laughs> I am excited, as always, I am, to take a pre-prepared prompt from our producer Vinny and turn that into an appealing appetite and oftentimes awe-inspiring radio plague segment that we call The Plate Up. If you'd like to submit your own prompt in for hookery and all cookery, you can shoot that through to cooksofhooks at gmail.com or reach out to us across the socials with at hook underscore cooks. Speaking of that prompt, chefs, BFFs, let's get cooking. What are we working with this week, Mitch? This week, the prompt is stage space. Stage space. Stage 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 space 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 uh, ideas are that aren't pristine, aren't absolutely ready for production. Mitch, mm-hmm. what was your first best before yesterday? I'll tell you what, this it is it is one that you grapple with. I think that's a good word for it. <clears throat> but my best before yesterday for stage space. The year is 1969, and you need somewhere to film the moon landing. It's got to look real enough to inspire generations, but questionable enough to distract all the conspiracy theorists because they're starting to get a little too hung up on Area 51 again. Enter Stage Space for all your moon landing movie needs. It's just your run-of-the-mill movie studio, but it's on the moon. That's right, folks. They actually did it. They faked the moon landing. The whole thing was staged on the moon. I'm not a crackpot. <laughs> before before we react to that, I do want to read out mine immediately. Straight Go ahead, ahead, Jack. Roll right yeah. in. Uh, stage Space, the title of the Hollywood lot where the moon landing was. <laughs> <laughs> we are confirmed best friends. That's confirmed. it. <laughs> Same frequency. Jack copied my notes. 
I can't believe that's never happened before. <laughs> Doing this. I mean, I'm I'm extremely impressed that you both arrived at a similar conclusion. Mm. I think Mitch ultimately put a little bit more seasoning. A little bit more heart into it. Best yeah, we'll it I do like well, the idea of staging the moon landing on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Wait until I get into my meat and potatoes. Oh, oh it okay. seems like um, you might be using some moon cheese in the dish. Are we headed back up for a little bit of a, a lunar tasting? Or? Do you want me to uh, roll on through? You know what? It seems like kind of a rolly one. Let's keep rolling yeah, and roll yeah, yeah. on All in right. to Let's your roll. meat and potato submission. My meat and potato submission for stage space. The year is 1969, and you need somewhere to film the moon landing. It's got to look real enough to inspire generations, but questionable enough to distract all the conspiracy theorists. The listener and their crew are part of the 200-person setup crew sent ahead of the paid actors to prep cameras and lighting, as well as paint the moon a few shades whiter, because it'll show up better on TV. Getting to the moon is easy, of course, as we all know, but unfortunately, the setup is plagued with mysterious issues. Did someone say Macbeth three times in front of a mirror and accidentally curse this show before it started? Is there a dark and deadly alien lurking in the costumes trailer? Have the Russians infiltrated the hair and makeup department in a bid to win the Cold War? Is there a dark and deadly Russian alien pretending to be the ghost of Macbeth? Who knows? All that matters is opening night is July 20th, only a few days away, and the show must go on. Mm. Ah. Because I had one whole idea. I want to narrow in on the Russian alien aspect. (laughs) How how can an alien be Russian is is sort of my question. I mean, it's all about where the alien grew up. Exactly. Superman's about the American way. He just landed in Russia. It's just, you know, because obviously I bring this idea, not fully formed, a fledgling Mm. uh, story to the Hook Cooks. Something is going wrong. I wasn't sure. You know, is it the ghost of Macbeth? Is it aliens? Is, is it, it Russians? Is it all Russian? three? Is I wanted to just Macbeth? in a machine that you know, looks like Macbeth. Because <laughs> this is a theater production at the heart of it. I wanted the listener and the crew to be, you know, set decorators. That is always top of the checklist when there's problems with sort of a, a local theater production. Is are we being haunted by the ghost of Macbeth? Currently, it is. Yeah. It is. That's the first line item, I think, yeah. on the first meeting. It's like um, you light a few smudge sticks and <laughs> s- a say, lot of sage. Yeah, yeah. Say yeah, yeah. say a lot of mean things about Macbeth or good things. I don't know how it works. Mm. Either way. And it was very clear from the outset. I love the idea of faking the moon landing on the moon. Mm. Uh, I definitely want to duck into that more. But before we do, we must uh, give Jack uh, the platform. <laughs> Uh, But Jack, please, fire away. Sure, here we go. Six enemy ships closing in. You bank right, zipping through an asteroid field, and they give chase. You check your HUD. No bombs, no missiles, four lives left. You corkscrew through a cluster of space rock and spot a flash of light behind you. You're down to four bogeys now. They close in on your tail as laser fire blasts across your hull. You spot the portal ahead just as you hear a warning alarm from your ship. The enemies have missile lock. You floor it, speeding towards the portal. Your only way out is the missile alarm blares louder and louder. Everything goes black. You come to, hands at the wheel of your ship. You check your HUD once more. Full stock on missiles and bombs. Three lives left. A title screen flashes across the top of your HUD. Final stage. Space. As it fades, you grip the wheel so hard your knuckles turn white. 
and jam your foot on the gas. There's only one way out of this digital hell. Time to level up. Nice. In the space level of a video game. It's like uh, Asteroids meets Tron. Yeah. Yeah. You're stuck in Asteroids is sort of the the start of that idea. Yeah. Uh, Nastyroids. Perfect. And people... We'll get people that. Are, people <laughs> are going to think of, you know, like... Nothing confusing. Butt. <laughs> that really seems like... <laughs> no one's going to think about butt stuff with that one. They're going to think about that. You're going to think of nasty hemorrhoids, or you're going to think of nasty men who take steroids. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think. Um, which will sell. So, that's, that's I, I, okay, I really like that. I like the idea of being in, like, a... It's almost like a Truman Show situation because it's like all fake, Ooh. except it's real for you. You're in there and you're having to make it happen. Yeah. Is there an arcade? Ge- could we make an arcade game about faking the moon landing? Faking the moon landing in arcade game. I mean, that just sounds like a good arcade game. That an I 8-bit arcade game about faking the moon landing. And let's make a story about an 8-bit arcade game it's about gonna be faking the moon landing. Extremely difficult, so it eats quarters, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Quarters are huge here in Australia. Yeah. I, can't, <laughs> I love them. I love them. Um, Okay, well, I mean, we've got uh, a lot of space. This is this is hot. I feel like it would be criminal because at this point, three of the four entries. Have yeah, been <laughs> yeah. Look, the <laughs> writing's on the wall a little bit on that one. <laughs> yeah, look. <laughs> um, I I want to explore this idea of faking the moon landing. Yeah. Um, I really like the added twist of it being on the moon. Yeah. That you need to fake it on the moon and that you are for some reason. The, Why? What, what, <laughs> let me, okay, let me run with this, right? What if you have to go to the moon first to kill yeah. like the moon worms and defeat the space, the moon people so <laughs> that people think that the moon's just a rock? Just <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good yeah. you like that you just have to go and like clean up the moon of its inhabitants in order to shoot a movie yeah. there yeah we need a clean lot for this one boys you're going up as the like film crew and you're like you're just expecting this to like oh man we're landing on the moon that's so cool Painted a few shades wider, like Mitch said. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And yep. then, like, you sort of look towards the back of the bus, and there's like commandos and Marines. <laughs> They're and like shit. locking and loading, and you're like, wait, what, what, are, what do we need those guys for? Oh, you know it. <laughs> ghosts. Moon <laughs> 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 ghosts. Security. Um, yeah, no. And then it goes to hell, right? So, like, yeah. y- you, you're sent up, you're just a film crew. Let's say, like, all of the military crew except one is killed in whatever the first assault is. Yeah. So the actual dynamic of the like the people is like a few film crew and one like military guy. Maybe he's even like a new military trainee and doesn't know anything, but he's able to like give you information about like if it's the one we guy, 
then I feel like comfortable with it being like the old hardened. The like, grizz- you want the grizzled like, right? Like if it's gonna be like your one military guy, you want the full blown like they're all having a meeting and they don't realize he's there, and then he like opens a beer and drinks it all, and then yeah. he's like, "I seen shit that you wouldn't believe." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I um. Yeah, no, I like this idea. Um, let's let's flesh it out, right? So we have the grizzled mm-hmm. veteran. We yeah. have the first assault that takes like whatever the actual security detail was. Yeah. Um, where do we? What is the thing? Let's flesh out the threat a little bit more. Getting off the moon, I think. Right? Oh, you mean as in what's on the moon? What is the? Let's flesh yeah. out what's, the nature. What's the problem? Of it. What's killed everything on the moon? Is it moonworms? The moonworms with the moon people? Or is that to Dune? It's pretty, pretty dune. Pretty dune. Dune, dune, you know. Moon crabs. Can we just make it like pulpy, like, you know, like invasion of the space people vibe, like pulpy 40s, 50s, like. Yeah. Cheese. Cheese. <laughs> what? Che- is there something there? <laughs> cheese. Are so you just saying the word cheese? There's something there. Cheese. Is it, you know, is it monstrous cheese? moon cheese? Is it like, is the cheese valuable and they don't want people to know it's cheese? Smells really bad. Maybe it's smelly cheese. Yeah, maybe it's it's a smelly, stinky cheese. Does that do anything for you? It's a monstrous mold. It's a mold that's grown on cheese. What if it, do you want a hard or a soft cheese, Jack? It's a stinky cheese. It's so smelly. It's scary. <laughs> it's a stinky cheese. It's so smelly. It scares you. Yeah. It scares you. Yeah. That's, I don't think that's I'm scared. Actually, no, in, in your special moon helmets it. with all your recycled oxygen. Yeah. No, in, instead, yeah, yeah. instead, the tyrant, the man on the moon is um, uh, in charge of, I liked space crabs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, space crabs are like existent in other media, right? Like Half-Life has space crabs. Well, then space, give me a different animal. <laughs> uh, giraffes. Space eels. <laughs> space giraffes. <drops. laughs> <laughs> give you an animal. <laughs> it's eels Platypus. and giraffes on the moon. Space echidnas. Echidnas, I reckon, always, you know, quite threatening with all those little point, pointy bits. Yeah, okay. That's, that's porcupine for our American listeners. We merge, we merge them all together. It's eels with... It's, all right, so it, it's like a creature with a very long neck, right? Into like a like singular sort of eel-like body that is covered in... <laughs> spikes so it's a very long neck going into an eel-like body which is also a very long neck (laughs) you're describing a spiky snake the neck and the body are clearly distinct (laughs) it's like at a right angle (laughs) it it looks like a sock on a pole it doesn't that's not gonna it's not threatening i'm not scared of this animal yet what about if it was a rhinoceros that had an eel for a horn? <laughs> I think a rhinoceros is pretty threatening for a moon animal. But those are on Earth. Yeah, true. Yeah, good point. <laughs> it, good would point. Be, it would be extremely threatening if you got up to the moon and landed on <laughs> There are just oh, like no. a million rhinos <laughs> just charged to landing pad. <laughs> 
because of gravity, they're much taller and like thinner, and they're just unicorns. <laughs> Can you imagine that? You get off the fucking spaceship. It's just like four hundred riders, just, it's like a rhino sanctuary. And they're just—they're all doing that like so bull angry. stance. Like yeah. fucking ready, bro. Yeah. All of yeah, them turn to look at you at once. Okay. Yeah. It's I. I for some reason moon rhinos works for me because rhinos are kind of moody. You know yeah. what I mean? They're kind of yeah. moody. Be sort of a little bit anthropomorphized, like they they stand up. They sort of look like um, is it Rocksteady? For you want to do all Rocksteadies from the TMNT yeah. from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Dimension X? Comes Rocksteady free of bebop. Well, I mean, a, a bunch of Rocksteadies on the moon. This is the moon threat. They're and they're led by some kind of less rhino esque leader, right? Maybe that's your unicorn, uh, Mitch. You've got a unicorn leader, the 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 most defeat and beautiful of all of these rhino moon moon people. Okay, that sounds cool. I don't know Rocksteady, but I'm imagining just like rhino centaur. People. No, it's like he's on two legs. It's like a okay. A it's like a, if a street shark was a rhinoceros, is yeah. that where I'm going? That's, that's, that's good. Exactly that's it, a good. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. That's cool. I'm on board with that. That's dope. Um. So okay, <laughs> I, I am now circling <laughs> back and thinking how fucking they, they're Earth animals. It's <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> I love this because it's like people aren't gonna fucking believe what's on the move, man. <laughs> We gotta just tell them it's rocks yeah. and shit. They've gotta be like on I it I don't want this to be another like we're going and killing innocent people and we I want it to be like these are just like unknowable space monsters that live on the moon. Yeah. And the guy in charge or the the bit the unicorn in charge of them, um, they are principally interested in just ruling the moon. And you are sent in as essentially the film crew next to a strike force that's eliminated, and you go from being a film crew to have to like essentially doing a hit on the the the, the you know the monarch of the moon, the moonarch, well, the moonicorn. Yeah. So, so is the that moon-corn. the goal, or is it like? <laughs> get, I like, think I kind of like the idea that you're not going to be able to take down this like alien. You just have to set up the set. Yeah, you need to get the shot. Get the shot. You gotta get the shot. You gotta get it's one small step for man. Oh my god, if the whole thing is like you are fighting off off frame and every shot is bullshit and it's just like stitched together, but right outside of frame is an active fight with rhino people. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. When we say we faked the moon landing. <laughs> gotta You're get like, the shot. Roll, roll. We've got a clear frame. <laughs> frame. I hold him. Yeah, yeah. And because it's like the '60s, so you don't have like post-production like effects editing and stuff. You've got to get it clean. You got to get the yeah. slate clean, and then someone calls frame, and you just get what you need. Fuck it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Neil's there. He's doing his his sick little jump off the shuttle. Right. Yeah. yeah. One small step. Yeah. Um, you've but, got the whole team who's got to set up like the bungee wire to make it look low grav as well. You know, <laughs> I think it, it is the moon, right? It would be low gravity. Yeah, but it's it's like, look low gravity on film, right? right okay, right. Uh, Buzz Aldrin 
helping us fight uh, moon rhinos. The moonicorn is out to get us and get us off of the moon. Yeah, we um, we are, in terms of the story, we land. Uh, that we're assaulted. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buzz survives the initial assault, but all the other, you know, space marine types are killed. Yeah, right. Brutal, brutal. And now it's up to you and the rest of the crew to to get the shots needed. Yeah. So yes. you'll have like a, a hit list of shots. And I mean, yeah. if you really wanted to f- play this out across a table full of people or write this up, you could l- watch the moon landing, record the shots and be like, these are the shots you have to get. Yeah. And then you have to get those shots uh, while you're being assaulted in, in sort of what, like a horde, like a wave type experience? Yeah, I guess it's like that. It's sort of like you can, you, you know, Jurassic Park rules. There's the like um, the water on the table, sort of rumbling. You get like a sense How, of of the rhinos coming. These things. I mean, they're rhinos, man. Like, okay, rhinos are big, like dinosaur size, though. I guess I mean, dinosaur is a broad range. Rhino size is, is how I would yeah. describe it. They're, they're rhinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, is there is there anything more to it? Do we want like a getting out? kind of sequence yeah look i think that this is like that's a good situation to find ourselves in yeah um we have to get all the shots once you've gotten all the shots i think there has to be some involvement of the moonicorn you know some some i don't i'm not sold on the moonicorn or the moonicorn's presence you should have mentioned it earlier because i've already (laughs) got shirts being made (laughs) the purpose of the moonicorn the moonicorn's the the leader of these monstrous why why is it a unicorn and because a unicorn is like the effete like refined version refined version of a rhino you think that like on every like small rhinos like uh, above their bed is a poster of a unicorn. I wish one day, one day I <laughs> wish that day, I could be just like the moonicorn, beautiful and shiny. But that's that's the thing. The moonicorn tells all the rhinos that they could be if they just work hard enough. They yeah, could be just the moonicorn. Like the I'm moonicorn. getting cult leader vibes here. Okay. Um, why don't we crack into a side salad and see yeah. if that maybe provides us with a launching place for who the moonicorn is <laughs> that is a good idea uh the side salads this is a segment put together by my mother uh she's prepared us a bunch of additional prompts for us to consider uh in reference to what we've already come up with tonight uh i'm gonna spin a wheel we haven't seen these before uh, i'm gonna spin a wheel uh and we'll see what comes up all right the side salad uh this Evening is locked out, but of what? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Locked out. I'm thinking maybe maybe the moonicorn is trying to take the shuttle back to Earth. Locked out, right? And has <laughs> locked ev- locked everyone out of that after you've got all the shots. <laughs> and oh! they're like trying to figure out how to make it work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the final play on the moonicorn is it's like it's like slowly getting the the shuttle to like yeah. raise and you're like clambering on it and, she, and the, the, I, I imagine the moonicorn um going help me my you know help me <laughs> my rhino you are so close to being beautiful <laughs> like me one last favor you shall ascend <laughs> 
Um, I like the idea of the um, Moonicorn wanting to get onto the shuttle, wanting to leave this place full of terrible beasts, wanting to go down to where the lights are bright and the gravity hits hard and hits right. Um, But how? (laughs) But how um, do we get the locked out of what? Could we do that the the final like the currently the moonicorn is locked out of the shuttle yeah that's the thing that the moonicorn's trying to achieve you know, well i was down, thinking the that the moonicorn like the crew is locked out of the shuttle and the moonicorn's taken it and is trying to fly it away what if and the you moonicorn have to takes it, it and uses it like a boss fight okay and it it, it can't quite figure out how to like escape like the gra- gravitational pull of the moon. So it starts just like hovering and like spinning it and flicking and like, like attacking you like a, a Roomba. Or like asteroids. Mm. Yeah, like asteroids. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Just like asteroids. Just like just nasteroids. Just like nasteroids. And then, um, I mean, that that's a very complicated boss fight because you have to like not hurt the space shuttle that well, you need to you go. Know, you could blow up the space shuttle and oh, live as the king mean, of the moon. Runners. I mean, that's a really... I, I like I like yeah. that the end... That's actually a really tricky fight. Like you, trying to get on the space shuttle and not destroy it or choosing to become king of the moon rhinos. Easy choice. Yeah, for me, I'm, I'm for me. Rhino City. Um, these, these rhinos are shredded, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm looking for in a companion. You gotta live off movie trailer food for a long time. Yeah, but have you seen these? What these guys can bench? No, I haven't. <laughs> it's crazy. Is it a lot? It's, it's wild. And on the moon, it's like way like more, like eight times more. Or something. Yeah, it's yeah, more. Awesome. Hot. It must be strong. Yeah, I mean, like, they're shredded like nautical rope, but it doesn't matter because I got to get back home to my many, many Earth rhinos. <laughs> they, your children, really. My children. I've looked after them for so long. Um, yeah. Okay, so I like this story. We are headed up to the moon. We are setting up to film on the moon. Uh, we are making sure that everything is a spick and span for the moon landing, but turns out there are a horde of monstrous moon rhinos uh, that are assaulting the set. We need to get all the shots and escape. But as we make our escape, the moonicorn, the final villain of the piece, uh, has stolen the shuttle and is fighting us with our own method of escape. Why why is there a moonicorn there? It is like you get there and you're setting up the equipment, you know, (laughs) you're all having a smoke. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oxygen rich environment. (laughs) And (laughs) lugging the set decorations around. You know, and then like it's like 1940s, 1950s pulp set style. Like a a a rock juts out of the ground and a big like spire comes up and the moonicorns on it, and they're like, You have entered my domain. And the script supervisor's like, Oh, that's gonna ruin the fucking shot. Could you could we (laughs) We're going to have to deal with this, guys. And he's, like, pointing at the security staff or whatever. And she's like, you think that I'm... And they're like, oh, we get crazies like this on all sorts of sets. Uh, (laughs) You're on the moon. (laughs) (laughs) You think that you can uh, conquer here? And then the security decal go out and she points at them. And then the rhinos, like, burst out of the ground or whatever. 
So she's like the voice of the threat. I, I, I'm saying she. Um, in my head, the unicorns are she. In, like, they are the voice of the threat. Can the unicorn be Laker the space dog with a like a horn strapped? Okay. Her head? Yes. So you. Yeah. So you're saying. <laughs> All the rhinos refer to the moonicorn as a moonicorn, and then at the very end, yeah. when your shuttle gets lifted up and starts moving it around, all the moon rhinos are like the moonicorn, yes. But then when you finally bust in there, it's like a forty-five-year-old dog with a in a, a, in a cosmonaut suit, a cosmonaut a, suit yeah. with <laughs> because a, a cosmonaut suit sort of looks a little bit like rhino skin with a yeah. fake horn on. It's got yeah. like a party hat on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and bring Laika back, right? Yeah. I'm a Laika Laika. I'm but, I'm very on board with that. See, but, this but is... how did they how did they call it? Did they call Laika the Moonicorn? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Laika introduced herself as the Moonicorn. Yeah. She was like, I'm like you, but not exactly like you. <laughs> but I will talk. rule you. <laughs> and I. Laika yes, has been affected by a lot of space radiation. Cool. Yeah, I think at this point we have to in accept a good the way. fact that, that cool. Laika can communicate, as can the other. Sure. And that Laika, moon, right? Laika is power mad. Yes. Oh, okay. I thought we are doing like a, it's Laika just wants to get home. Well, it's a bit like that, but also like, I mean, know, visit retribution upon. Power mad people <laughs> can still want to go home. Is <laughs> that wrong? Like yeah, that. I guess. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. It's like it's like the two two simultaneous wants, like wanting to go home and wanting to rule the world. And that's like another choice for for our heroes, right? Is mm. hey, do you go back with Laika and visit sort of wrath moon based <laughs> retribution upon upon the USSR? Is that what you do? <laughs> this dog is like talks a lot about global domination, but it's it is a dog. It's a dog. Yeah. Are you going to kill this dog and leave it on the moon? (laughs) No one, I think, has ever been brave enough to do an evil dog in a story. So We'll do do evil dog. (laughs) Evil space dog like a... With a party hat on. I love that, that it's a little party hat. There you go. The Moonicorn is no longer a nothing character. It is instead the abandoned space cosmonaut, uh, the cosmonaut canine herself, Laika, who is wearing a like a rainbow party hat yeah, and has through space radiation <laughs> taken on the ability to talk and has convinced all of the moon rhinos that like her is the, a magical moonicorn. It's <laughs> 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 uh, a real serious one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm looking, I, man, I, Man, I hope my, I hope Laika lives. You know, I'm team Laika. Yeah, I'm liking what we have here. I think it's about time that we pick a scene out of the story that we've made to produce into a plate up. What scene do you guys like? I think the reveal of Laika has has legs, mm-hmm. and like maybe that leads into the first sort of wave of of moon rhinos. Do you mean the reveal of Laika as herself or the reveal of a uh, yes. strange being in what looks to be a canine cosmonaut suit with a party hat on but is calling yeah. themselves the Moonicorn? Yeah, on, on landing, like the reveal yep. of, I guess, the, the quote-unquote Moonicorn. And that sort of scene set up where it's like, you know, the director of photography is sort of like getting yeah. shots lined up. And yeah, then La- I feel like Laika that covers, covers a lot of the stuff we talked about yeah. and like start it with... This is going to ruin our yeah, set. Landing... Yeah. Set up, then maybe a charge. 
Laika keeps cocking her leg on the side of the production trailer. (laughs) Yeah. The girl dogs don't do that. Yeah, good point. Great selection. I think that will work for our purposes. I'm looking forward to seeing what we do in the plate up. Uh, Let's um, T minus 10. Nine, Nine, eight, seven, seven, six, six, It's one cool jump for me. No, no, that's not it. He closes the door to the shuttle's dressing room as Neil takes to his script with a sharpie, and not a moment too soon. What a diva. Buzz, his fearsome-looking bodyguard, glares at you from his post outside, and you scamper around the corner, keen to avoid his menacing gaze. You find yourself gazing out the porthole back towards Earth, entranced by the shiny blue orb floating in the inky black. You've been on the shuttle for three days now, and you can't wait to get back home to open skies. The ship is packed to the rafters with film crew, cinematographers and cameramen, best boys and boom operators, all with one shared goal. Shoot the moon landing and make it look picture perfect. You pass the security quarters, and not for the first time, you wonder why you needed so many guards for this shoot. I mean, the moon is supposed to be empty, right? Nice gun, you shake off any feelings of unease, just in time to catch the shuttle captain over the loudspeaker. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is your captain speaking. We're starting to make our way into land on the surface of the moon now, where it's a balmy negative 270 degrees Celsius. Please make your way back to your seats, make sure that they're upright, and your tray tables are stowed. You hustle back towards your seat, anticipation mounting. You can't wait to get down there and set up for the shoot. I mean, it's not every day you get to film the first person walk on the moon, right? You feel... Hold up. Vibrations. You feel that? A trembling in the moon rock beneath your feet. Vibrations. This was meant to be a regulation shoot. One day, basic coverage, then it's reels hold and martinis on the lunar shuttle while you play Hendrix on the trip back to Earthside. But something stunk about this forged lunar landing, and it wasn't crafty. The vibrations intensify into a terrible quaking. Your crew is sprawling, seeking anything at all to hold on to. Your DP clutches their camera like a protective mother, shielding the precious machine from the lunar quakes. The security detail that definitely wouldn't be needed begin to pre-fire their government-issued laser swords. They knew this was coming. The quaking worsens still, and the moon rock cracks in terrible fissures. Thick, dry ice pours from the cracks, and a hundred or so feet away, a rocky spire shoots high into the sky. Silhouetted against the shining blue surface of our own planet, a figure stands proud and tall atop the spire. In a booming voice, their lunar authority is proclaimed. 
You are not welcome here. This moon belongs to the moonicorn. You detect a clear Russian accent, a good one too, authentic. There's a dog, a dog in old cosmonaut wear, wearing a party hat. The moonicorn has spoken. My moon rainbows will make short work of you, comrades. Nosurugi Vutahu! Authentic. Monstrous grey hands rise from the fissures, and hulking grey forms follow. The moon rhinos begin their assault. You watch as the security detail moves in on the strange two-legged rhinos. You ash your cigarette and glance at your watch. This better not take too long. Nothing but delays since you got here. Food poisoning, those last-minute rewrites since one big jump for people didn't have enough verve. Now this. You haven't been in a production so bloody plagued with problems since that time with the ghost of Macbeth. Your DP says with an arched eyebrow. Get a little for the B-reel. Before you can answer, the slaughter begins. Only it doesn't go the way you expected. The bipedal moonriders charge, drawing weapons from their cargo jorts. Bullets bounce off their leathery hides, and suddenly they're amongst your soldiers. You hear screaming, gunshots, roaring, and the high-pitched cackle of Russian laughter overhead. I'm like bleeding out over here. Grenade! Moments later, blood and moon dust blind you, floating up in the low gravity. God damn it, you grunt. That's going to stain the backdrop. You'd worked out early on that space sky. It didn't really look great on camera, so you'd improvise with glitter and black paint. Oi, limey, get a wet rag, will you? If we get blood on the fake night sky, it's going to leach into every shot. Chaos rumbles around you, but you have a job to do, a shot to get, a cold water win. A sudden shape surges out of the cloud of moon dust and debris. A rhino almost spears you through. You look down and see blood seeping from your chest. Just a gash. Who's the first aider on duty? The only answer is gunfire and screams. Another figure, a soldier, resolves from the smoke and haze. They're covered in blood. Some of it clearly their own, their eyes wild. Buzz. They grab you, ignoring your protests. (sighs) Come on, son, you... You're woozy with bloodlust, but you grab the camera. You will get the shot, even if it kills you. That's showbiz, baby. That's showbiz. Showbiz Showbiz is all about defeating monsters on the moon. (laughs) The moon. Moon monsters. It ain't Uh. easy being cheesy. Uh, it isn't easy being cheesy, as we've proved, as we could not get any cheese up there. <laughs> Couldn't get a single bit of cheese up Couldn't there. Couldn't get any a single yeah. slice Pinky of... cheese that makes um, it so scary when it's after cheese, the moon. Gouda, brie, none exactly. of it. Exactly. No cheese is on the moon, but yeah. we were able to put together a fairly cheesy tale of moon rhinos <laughs> doing battle. It's the tale as old as time. You know, you mm. go to the moon... 
to just Beauty shoot the and moon the lady. Uh, excellent job here in the kitchen. Thank you, my fellow chefs, for joining me once more. It is unfortunately time for us to call it a shift here in the Hook Cook Kitchen. If you have a prompt that you'd like us to turn into an episode, shoot that through to cooksofhooks at gmail.com or use at hook underscore cooks for the socials. And if you enjoyed tonight's dining experience, please let us know. And why not share the love? Next time you're visiting a friend, fill a page of their treasured, food-stained, hand-me-down family recipe book, some of your favorite Hook Cook quotes, and the links to our socials, of course. That's good marketing. That is an excellent plug <laughs> to there. To face your friends, family heirlooms. <laughs> face family, family heirlooms with our... Do it for the gram. Do it for the gram. So relevant. We're so. Do it for your gram. She needs to yeah. know about the hook cooks. She does. She does. Uh, thank you to Hilizna for our opening theme, Sailing Away. And of course, thank you to Jack's mum for the side salad. Thanks, mum. I've been Connor, your larder critter. I'm Dishbot playing the role of Jack. And I have been Mitch, the monster chef. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Are we happy, boys? Good one, why? Fucking ripper boys! Bloody nailed it. Ripper show lads, bloody good work.